0: Everybody, welcome to the Quick Talk podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the last couple days with this special little treat—private uh, conversations I had with Mr. Michael Dalkey in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, a while back. Uh, The response has been really good, Uh, probably because Michael's really smart and he's sharing a lot of really important things that will help your business, which is super cool. So I actually uh, reached out to Michael, and I plan on getting him uh, on the podcast to answer any questions you have and just to chat and catch up with where his companies are at and what they're working on currently. Um, So that'll be really fun. So if you do have a question for him after listening to these uh, last three sessions, I'm going to play the third and final one today, uh, then just call into the voicemail number that I have set up for the podcast, and uh, I'll read the questions to him, right? So the phone number is 810-201-4555. Try to keep it brief and to the point so we can uh, answer as many as we can. And, uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. Enjoy uh, the third episode. So video three is how to manage by culture, not rules and policies. Really excited to hear what you have to say about this. And implement systems that reinforce the culture that you want. So I'm picturing the little guy. He has one employee who's part-time. And he's like, company culture? He's like, what are you talking about? And But it has to begin right then. Even if you're by yourself, aren't you your first person to develop your own mindset and culture yeah. right out of the gate? I think so. Um, our culture
1: was a lot of fun when it was when I was with we the little guys and um, to the point about the rules and policies and procedures, the funny part about this, and this is probably against like 75 laws uh, but with 140 in place, we still don't have a company handbook. We don't have a policy and procedure manual. Uh, we, we're putting one in place now because uh, we serve, you just need to have it We serve in Oregon and in Oregon you can smoke pot um, and then come to work the next day. So we have new things that we have to deal with that are legal um, that are frustrating. but from a culture standpoint, I think the most fun time is when it's you and your group of four or five guys. you know the guys that are in Minneapolis that I started with, we had a lot of fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it was tough. We worked so you know I remember you know one couple, we hired a couple, a guy and a girl. And they uh, were pretty much living out of one of our trucks. I mean, they were working morning till night, but we were all in it together. We all had a common goal to make this thing They're all in the same boat, rowing in the same direction. We were, we were, and it was a fun culture. And as it's grown, every time you add a person, it either subtracts or adds to your culture. So when you're hiring, you gotta look at that and say, gosh, is this person gonna add to our culture or are they gonna subtract? Are they gonna be negative or positive? And we didn't do the exercise. A lot of people say, come up with your company mission and your vision and your values right, right from the start. Blue
0: skies, window cleaning, we'll serve our customers. Yeah. But isn't that
1: just a it's you know, silly whatever, thing? Window dressing, whatever you want to call it. Everyone says integrity, right? Um, but yeah, Enron said that they were integrity and their whole business
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. collapsed,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. So they didn't live it. Right. So what we did is we waited a little bit. And we put the list of, you know, in the early years, here's the 12 things that we think we are. And then it started going a little bit more and a little bit more. And now, well, we're not really this. And we're not really this. And we waited to let the organization say, this is how we behave. And we came up with a few core behaviors that were critical to our culture. The first is that we act like owners. You own your mistakes. You take ownership. You take ownership of your role. Huge. You take ownership of everything. Uh, the next one was we wanted people with a servant's heart. You want we needed people to have a mind not for serving themselves but for serving the customer.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: we had someone who was self-serving, that would subtract from our culture, mm-hmm. not add from our culture. So we had ownership. We had servant's heart. The next one is my favorite one. We call it being a plow horse, not a show horse. Mm. We want we view this as the humble farmer who wakes up kisses his he has his cup of coffee kisses his wife good, good, you know, good morning and then goes out and plows his field no fanfare no shiny stuff goes out plows his field comes back home says I love you honey uh, spends some time with the kid goes to bed gets up the next morning same thing
0: he doesn't need constant um, recognition his satisfaction is derived from the good, doing the right thing it's the result he's satisfied with the
1: result if you ask him how do you do you say my yield was this he knows. You ask our guys how they did, they'll say, "I did 860 yesterday. I cleaned 100, 860 dollars of windows yesterday." Um, how's your quality? You know, how's your quality? They, they, the results speak for themselves. They don't try to say, "I'm the best." They say, "We work really hard." That was important to us. So we have the servants' hour. We have ownership. And then we have the plow horse, not show horse. Mm -hmm. Very cool. There's two more that, uh, one we're considering now, and that's extreme frugality. We don't want to waste money if a customer gives us a certificate of good deed. We only want to give that back out if there's a certificate of good deed that's earned. So we want to make sure that there's value for value exchange there. That's a behavior. If you come in and you're just free will and spending the company's money, then that doesn't doesn't, uh, accomplish our goals. And then the last one that we haven't said, this is what we are yet, is family. Um, we want it to be a core behavior. It used to be. But now that we're so big, we don't know everybody's It's trickier. So uh, When you're in different states. We would be lying if we said that we're completely a family right now. And We want it to be, so we're trying to work on how do we behave in a way that we act like family. Well, you're like a step family. (laughs) Kind of. Kind (laughs) of, right? Or the long-distance second cousin that you never see. Um, So we're working on that. Um, So what we do from a managing by culture standpoint is we've looked to hire people with those core behaviors, not values. This is how they behave.
0: And then on a monthly basis... How do you know if someone's going to be... I mean, you don't know. We don't know. You interview them, you get the vibes, there's warm fuzzies, you go with it, and then you're just paying attention to it, right? Yeah. What do you do if someone's really negative one day? Or they just... They didn't technically do something wrong, but they're like, oh, that customer's crazy, she's an idiot. Or they just... They say a comment. There's a little cancerous little bit, you know, and maybe let it go, but then they do it again. What do you do in those scenarios? So... There's three things. One is we want to
1: have our managers lead by example. We say whatever you do, that the, your team is going to do further. So if you say she was a difficult client, the next time your employee has that difficult client, they're going to say they were horrible. She's was, crazy. It, they're going to take it. They're always going to take it a step further. So for as a manager and a leader, you have to lead by example, and that starts with me. If I'm, you know, I'm just as guilty. of this person's a tough customer, mm-hmm. if I say that
0: it, gives them, it the gives them permission to say that plus a little more and then it gives the people below them permission to say. absolutely yeah, yeah. So that first, makes sense. first step we'd say is
1: leading by example behave that way yourself the second thing we do is when we see those things we want to call them out right away we don't want that to become a trend so we say hey you know what um, even if it's showing up late um, you know you're showing up late this happens, traffic happens can't make it a trend if it's a trend we're going to have an issue so that, cus- that person who's being a little negative, hey, is this, you know, this is not a core behavior of ours. We want to have a servant's heart. We want to be this. Um, if it's a trend, we're going to have a problem. So we get that there. And then on our reviews, our managers are reviewed monthly. Our, our technicians are probably reviewed quarterly. And we only have three questions on our reviews. It's not a formal process. Our, our, our questions are, how are you helping us achieve our mission, vision, and values? What can you do better? how are you behaving in a way that's consistent with our core behaviors and what can you do better and three based on my answers to one and two this is what your future looks like with our company including your compensation
0: promotions etc oh i love that that's massive very simple it's simple but it's huge for the employee because they they can start to get caught up in this story like man what if i did stay here for three or four years like this is viable like these people are serious or growing. I, I could move into a leadership role. I could make this amount of money. That is massive because you can extract so much effort out of them if you just show them this is what the future could look like. I yeah. mean, that's a sidebar, but that—that's really awesome. Yeah, our that, team responds very well to knowing exactly where they stand and the exact steps they need to take to to further their growth. Mm-hmm. I think everybody does. I mean, we all want that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we just need to remember how would we want to be treated as an employee you know um, too many businesses look at their team as human capital <laughs> they're like well if you don't do it my way I'll find another you know you can hit the road Jack and they have that kind of swagger attitude I'll just go on Craigslist and get another guy tomorrow but isn't it so much better to implement systems that reinforce the culture you want like what we're talking about to nurture a relationship coach people through things be direct confront them hold them accountable but you know get have some grace once in a while and invest in a lot. I mean, c- that's everything, right? Yeah. yeah. So for us, um, if somebody doesn't,
1: if we get to a point where we say, "Hey, there's a problem." So there's, here's the the kind of the further aspect of that. Someone's consistently showing up late. Right. Um, there's consistent issues with that negativity, and we said, "Hey, don't let it become a trend," and it becomes a trend. Um, at that point, we have a new thing, right? Uh, that new thing is whether or not they fit in our organization. If they behave the way we want our organization to behave, they do, and if they don't, they don't. That doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. They might want to be a show horse, and that's totally fine. I mean, there's a lot of great show horses out there, <laughs> right? right? I, I read a lot of their books and a lot it's of that might not be a good fit. It's for just you. not what we're doing in our organization. And some people will want to compete because they're show horses. We want to compete because we're a plow horse. All fine. So the process that we go through is what we call the wise, the foolish, and the evil. So uh, Henry Cloud wrote a book. He's a Christian um, business coach slash psychologist. And he said, um, you know, your wise person is the person who's behaving that way. And you want to tell them you're doing a great job. You're awesome. Resource them. Evil person, we won't talk about them. Those people, you just get out
0: of here. Just yeah.
1: cancer. Just you know, they come in and, and they say, I'm going to tear this place down. And you say, you're out of here as fast as you can. And by the way, we're going to call the police if we need to. We're going to call a lawyer if we need to. And we're going to get and you. And we're going to call your mom. And we're we're going to tell, tell her how <laughs> bad you were. Everything. Everything. <laughs> you're you're going to have a big problem when <laughs> it gets to mom. <laughs> the foolish person is the person who probably has that core behavior that we want. But they're just acting foolish for whatever reason, and this happens with our long-time employees, um, where they start showing into work up late to work, and something usually is happening in their personal life. So we want to have a conversation so that this becomes a trend. We're going to have a problem. Once it's a trend, the conversation goes something like this: Josh, you've been showing up for late work. We've been talking about how if this is a trend, it's going to be a problem. It's now a trend, and it's now a problem. So. We're gonna set in place a boundary here. If you show up again late, anytime in the next 30 days, we're gonna ha- we need a consequence for that. What do you think is a fair consequence, Josh? Well, you know, I don't know, suspend me without pay. You know, usually they'll tell you a consequence. Great, that's gonna be the consequence if you do it. We're agreed upon that. If you show up late, specific, this is what's gonna happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, clear they show,
0: communication. They
1: show up, that consequence happens then another conversation is had if this happens again, now I'm setting the consequence, you're terminated if you're not going to follow the behavior that we want, it's now a trend we've talked about it, it became a problem, we, we came up with a boundary that you crossed now we have a solution to that problem it's really so powerful. we're going to have a conversation that the trend became a problem now the problem is we're talking about this too much, now right. it's
0: decision point, it's action time now it's a thing, it can't be a thing Let's make it not be a thing I love that I've never actually Heard someone Explain it like that But You got You got The people who are, are Very compliant And they fit right in And they're just rock solid Then you got the people Who are just cancerous Just get get rid of them Don't waste any time Immediately remove that tumor And then you got the people They're good people But something's going on Something's off We've all been foolish Yeah Right They're being foolish I mean you wouldn't call them Foolish to their face That's just the, how you describe it In the background to yourself Right and so you clearly, you confront them. It's clear communication, but you let them decide, all right, what do you think needs to happen for us to address this? If it happens again, you set the, the yardstick yeah. for the next thing.
1: Absolutely. And on a super practical level for your boot camp, guys, um, here's how you, you know, all of us have been all of them, right? There's been times where I've had anger, right? And I've been angry and i said stupid things. And there's been times where I've been wise and there's times that I'm foolish. the the telltale sign that someone's in that foolish camp is they do you give them truth. You tell them the truth. You're showing up late. And they do one of two things. They shoot the messenger or they externalize the problem. They don't take ownership. It's your fault. You didn't tell me that I was going to have this job and you're overscheduling me and you're not paying me enough. They externalize it. So in that conversation they say it's your fault. Uh, It's the office manager's fault. They shoot the messenger. Or... They say, you know what, traffic is just horrible, and my mom is sick, and my kid is. That's all ca- okay. That that's an issue. But How do we fix that issue? What's the what? How do we fix it? How do we set a boundary? How do we cross it? So if you're in that and you're coaching the person, and you're sitting down tomorrow
0: with that. You're the guy, right? <laughs> right. Everyone's got the guy who's not being what you. Just got. constantly pushing the line. That guy. You can put the line here. He's standing right there, just leaning, yeah. leaning right on. You move the line back. He, oh you everyone's got that guy yeah. you know
1: i got a guy who's doing this you probably hear it when you're doing your coaching calls mm-hmm. is he shooting the messenger or is he externalizing it and if he is that's he's in that foolish category and that foolish category we've got to set a specific boundary so like you can't cross this and if you cross it there's a specific consequence for that
0: so what if you're sitting with someone and they're are they in the wise category if they say i know i'm in First of all, I'm sorry. I know I've been late three times in the last two weeks, and um, it's my own fault. I just I'm stressed out, and I just there's no excuse. I'm really sorry, man. What happens when someone owns it? Um, yeah. Is there a different process or something?
1: Yeah. So the wise person, if we come to you know someone and say, hey, there's an, there's an issue, we bring them the truth, and they say, yep. Now I want to correct it, right? So they'd say, okay, I'm going to internalize it versus externalize it. And I want to correct it. That person we want to talk to all the time. We don't want to set a consequence and a boundary. Like the other person. The problem was we were talking about it. Nothing was changing. Mm -hmm. This person's going to change if we talk about it. Mm -hmm. So yes, there's something going on in your life. Well, how can I help? I don't know. Well, let's look at the issues. How can I help? How can I serve you? And they're worth investing in. Absolutely. You give them all the resources you can... You give them. You talk as much as you can with them. You call them. You send them a walkie-talkie message. You tell them you love them. Uh, whatever you can do to mm-hmm. help them go. They're mm-hmm. internal. Say they want to fix it. We believe that you should be resourcing the
0: heck out of that. Person. Yeah. <laughs> well, it. I talk about this. I don't know if I talk about it in my boot camp or not, but I had an actual document, Michael, with all my employees' names, their spouses or girlfriends' names, their hobbies their favorite sports team their favorite color i mean this thing had like 25 rows uh their dog's name yeah. what made them tick their I, I call it their employee love language like what do they respond to is it public recognition is it you know pulling them aside and giving them 50 bucks what makes them get a lot of gas in the emotional gas tank and i had it categorized and then i would circle through on a, a rotating basis to make sure i was making deposits in these people yeah making sure i was doing it. And, Sometimes uh, people think it's weird that I would be at that level, but that is the reason, Mm -hmm. the reason we won, is because those people were taken care of, they were listened to, they were invested in. Now, I have no problem cutting someone out and being very intense like that, but when we're talking about the wise people like you're talking about, our job as leaders, really, if we only did that well, everything else would probably fall into line, right?
1: Yeah, and going back to the culture thing, is if you're protecting it, one of my main jobs, I believe, right now, is to protect and defend our culture. So we've got a really cool culture, and we're doing acquisitions now. And every time you do an acquisition, there's a different culture,
0: Ooh, different systems, different culture, a different because your business it's like its own entity. It has its own personality. It has its own swag. Its own, and so when you're taking your business and you're buying another one, that's a whole thing.
1: Mm-hmm. It is. So we have to work on, you know, what additions can they make to our culture and what subtractions are going to happen. So you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. that yeah, you I, could
0: learn some things
1: from them. Absolutely, there's a lot of st- that goes into that. But our belief is that the most important thing that we have going for us right now is this culture that you know people don't waste money. If we want to make a decision, somebody get one, We need to get a truck fixed. No one needs to call up the ladder to the owner because they're right there, and they know the culture is extreme frugality, so they say, gosh, you know what, if I take it here, I'm going to call that place, that place, and that place, whoever's cheapest we're going there, because mm-hmm. we're extremely frugal. Mm-hmm. If we need office supplies, do we get post-its, or do we cut up our scratch paper into a bunch of different ways, so we can write <laughs> our notes on those? So, once it's taken down there, I mean, how, if we're competing, and we're spending less money than the competitors, we're in a great spot for competition. So we, all those systems that we have are reinforcing that culture and we believe that's our big competitive advantage, that's our secret sauce, it's not our marketing, it's not our process, it is
0: this culture that everyone behaves mm-hmm. a certain way. Well, everyone says it. I mean, you, guys, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, you don't have to. There's not really a magic pill. I call it blocking and tackling, focusing on the fundamentals, investing in your people, you already have a company culture right now, just to be clear. It might be broken. It might be crappy. <laughs> you already have one, but how can we fix it? How can we get it to serve you better? How can we get it to serve you and your family and your why better? Um, you've shared some massive value with this. I mean, honestly, I really appreciate it. I mean, how to manage my culture, not rules and policies. It's not that you don't have rules and policies, but you drive the train by those little deposits, investments, and those conversations and, and your core values, right? Mm-hmm. The last thing that I would say um,
1: with regards to culture, everything you said is true, but one of the sayings that we have around our organization is, unexpressed feelings never die. They only go back stronger. So if I'm taking it down to a super practical level, if you have a feeling about your employees or your team, you need to express that with them and talk about it. It's not what we do as men, right? Uh, we typically just want to pull those and keep going. But I have a feeling. I want to talk about, let's get this out. Because six weeks down the road, I might blow up at that employee, yeah. and he goes, what the heck? It was just this little thing, but it's been blowing. And the same thing, you need to teach your team. you say, I'm having a problem with this guy. Um, I'm having a problem. Okay." express that feeling you guys talk about it i don't need to be involved in this you need to talk to them about it Mm -hmm. so uh one of the things i think from a super practical level with that culture is that those feelings that come out you need
0: to get them out before you blow up at them down the road that's really good advice and one of the coolest things you said on this whole third video was that your job is to defend and protect your culture right and that's your job Everybody watching this, this is all of our job. That's an r- amazing thing. Like you're like I picture you with your little sword and your shield. Like, but but when you say to express your feelings, yeah. your job is to defend your culture. So it's to take them and say, look, let's talk about this. Let's get it out in the open. Don't let it fester because nothing good's going to happen if you do that. Right. So, uh, thank you for coming over here and doing these. I appreciate it. Thanks honestly. for coming down You have, the have show. a spectacular company. You've accomplished amazing things. You got a good family. You're a good guy. Um, I'm happy to know you, Michael. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be your friend. You too.